0: Janet Lee, how you do that, how you put that that feeling and that touch and that dynamics is just a gift of God. God bless you so much. <clears throat> Hello everybody out there. Well, strap yourself in your seats. We're on a tour. We're on a journey into the Word of God. This is going to be a, a devil head busting session. These things that we're revealing, Satan is doing everything that he can think of, that he can get by with, to try to stop this word from getting out. And you know what? He's failing. Blessed be the name of God. So, we just praise God and we just thank God for this word. Now, one of the things in this teaching today that I want to get over And I want to tell you that how much that I love the Holy Bible. I love that book. And I have read it and read it and read it. And I have worn out dozens and dozens of Bibles just from my constant turning of the pages and reading the Bible. But, you know, there are translation situations that I do not blame on the translators, for how could they know how to translate some of the word that was so deep, so futuristic, so entrenched in all of the different folds, the 30-fold, the 60-fold, the 100-fold. Basically, they did a good job. And it was waiting for a time When as I read to you last week, there would be no secrets, there would be nothing that would not ultimately be manifested. And so I want you to be patient with me today as I move at a fairly good pace to try to cover so many important things. Let's just start today in the book of Revelations Chapter 11. When we read in chapter 11 verse 1. And it says. And there was given me a reed. Like unto a rod. Now I could go into great deliverance of of the message. And expansion. Just by getting into the revelation of the reed and the rod. And the angel stood. Saying rise. All of that could just go on and on and on but the part i want to get into is what the angel says or what was told the angel rise and measure the temple of god and the altar and them that worship therein why why would you ever why would you ever have to measure the temple of god why would you ever have to all measure the altar of god I can understand measuring the people therein, but measuring the temple of God and the altar of God, there's something strange about that. And I'm going to share that with you today because it is so important. Now, we have to understand these things by understanding the full works of what what Jesus did in his ministry on earth. You know, when this book of Revelations opens, it is quite revealing. It says in chapter 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show to his servants, which things must come to pass. And he sent and signified it, by his angel unto his servant John. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. And it's about seven spirits which are before the throne, and it's about incredible things. And we understand, Ephesians six twelve, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness we we understand that there are 30 60 hundredfold messages but this particular message is so important because it goes along with Matthew 16:19 and Matthew 18:18 18, 18. and what that basically says is what is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus was saying, I'm going to give you the keys so that you can do this. You're going to have the keys to heaven and you're going to have the keys so that you can loose on earth what needs to be loosed in heaven. Why? Why would there need to be anything loosed in heaven? Why would there need to be anything bound on earth so it could be bound in heaven? Why? Well, it's important to know that. Because if you don't know that, you really cannot understand the Bible. Because the Bible is in these many folds. And it's so very important to be on the inside. And today, you can be there as you listen to this word and listen carefully and take it into your hearts and your minds and absorb it and magnify it. There was given me a reed like into a rod. There was given me the keys. And we understand that things on this earth and things in the physical cosmos even are patterns of the things in heaven. And we understand from the teachings the different kinds of heavens. There's a physical heaven. There's a spiritual heaven or a spirit heaven. We have to know the designations. <clears throat> now, Jesus did something. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one said says that after Jesus said it is finished, it says that the temple, the veil of the temple, Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one, was rent in twain. Why in twain? Someone say, well, that that's sort of stupid, isn't it? If you, if you cut anything in half, you have two pieces, don't you? Well, to rent it in twain doesn't necessarily mean divide it. It can mean that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. It could mean an endeavor of effect that was put on the temple of a major nature and that there was a twain effect. A double effect. Well we understand that better when we understand that what you do on earth, what you do to the physical temple on earth does something to the spiritual temple in heaven. We're not talking the spiritual temple in the heaven of heavens because there isn't a temple there. We're talking about the Father's house. And the Bible says that the, the Ark of the Covenant is in the temple that is in heaven. That's a physical thing in a physical place on a physical planet called the Father's house, which we oftentimes call Artura because of the alignment of that planet and the the constellation that it is in to the planet that has a representation of of Artura, which is a representation of a star that has a representation of Christ, but anyway, can't dwell too long on that point now, the temple's been rent in twain. this is something Jesus did, and this is something he gave the keys to peter and and to the disciples, but especially to Peter and then through Peter to the the disciples, the apostles. <clears throat> and mandated them to be carried on in the disbursement of that knowledge to coming apostles and coming disciples and coming prophets, which were all described in the hand of God gifts from for the church: apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Now, What happened here? Well, they're measuring the temple of God. They're measuring the altar of God. What's going on here, ladies and gentlemen? Well, I'm going to share it with you. Because so many people, so many thousands, millions of people have it wrong. So many people have put black mark on on God go to 16 Revelation 16 and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth and the first went out and poured out his vial upon the earth and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped the beast or the image and the second you know, poured his vial upon the sea and became as the blood of a dead man and every living soul in the sea died. On and on and on. There's rivers of blood. There is, it's incredible. Is God doing this? So he said, of course, that's what it says. No, that is not what it says. That's what you think it says, if that's what you're saying. You know, good and bad good and evil does not come out of the same fountain the fountain of love doesn't pour out great spurts of of evil and hellish damnable things at the same time I know it can sound a certain way if you read it a certain way especially how it's been preached for generations of time but you see, when Lucifer, Satan, before Lucifer was Satan, was in the the kingdom of the ophanims, and he was the covering angel, the covering cherub angel, cherubim angel, he took over the office of Yahweh or Yahweh and took his title, the morning star office, the bright and morning star office to do that job of the covering angel, while Yahweh was in the creation with 144,000 angels spiriting the creation. Now the reason he chose 144,000 angels is because there is ultimately going to be 144,000 universes. And it was significant of creation. And for that to be happening in this whole thing of this whole revelation about creation work in this cosmos that is called the Eighth Universe. So we know about the rebellion. We've been preaching that. You've read about it. Well, This teaching that we're doing is Number 16 of the Whisper of Satan. The whisper also can mean the word secret. There were secret things that Lucifer kept and he put them in code and he he entwined them and hid them within the other spiritual things that belonged to the fascinations and the glories and, and the the precious worship items. He had it all entwined and hidden in between all of that. And these things were part of the living temple of God. And, And where did Lucifer hide some of these things? Right in the temple of God. Right in the altar of God. The least place that anyone would ever suspect that anything that was foul and anything that was not one hundred percent already approved would ever be hidden or put well, this thing about the wars of the stars, the wars that took place in heaven they didn't just last for like World War one, world War two of the occurrences on earth, these went on for uh, untold time. On and on and on. This was a very long thing. It, it just didn't happen overnight that Lucifer was finally taken out of his job and, and told to, to leave. That was a long duration. But even after he was taken out, we come to find later that there were things that he secretly plotted. He had a plan and his plan was to become the ultimate leader of all the stars of of heaven, all the angels. And he secretly plotted and planned and sowed these incredulous things with such magnificent attendance of technology and methodology that even the the common angels could not even begin to imagine, nor would the hierarchy have looked there because they're not on the step of judgment. They don't just jump into looking for problems and get ready to judge. But when it came to the surface, then they had to really start searching. Because we know that Jesus explained I think it's the 13th chapter of Matthew about how that the tares were something that was secret. T-A-R-E-S tares. It was sown among the wheat. But this was, this was done way, way back in the early beginnings of, of of time. And it finally then was revealed by Jesus that that this was a plot done by the devils, which were the co-owned angel cherubims that were co-owned with with Lucifer. Well, here we have the sixteenth chapter. We have the voice out of the temple is giving an order to the seven angels. These are good angels to pour out the vials of the wrath upon the earth. Where are they getting this from? Well, it says the voice is out of the temple. So what? this is about is the, the measurement of the temple and the things that since that angel in the 11th chapter has been measuring the, the, on the earth symbolically for a pattern reveal of what is in heaven in the Father's house there was discovery and there was found then to be all of this incredible winding of stuff devil stuff sewn there by Lucifer and his agents co-owned angelic agents and they had to get it out they were cleaning house they were cleaning the temple in heaven and as they begin to clean the temple in heaven They were pulling out the vials of wrath that had been plotted and hidden there for when Satan would use that to destroy the sons and daughters of God that he knew would be forthcoming through an Adamic line of descent. And that's what they were plotted for. But instead, the angels of God, the seven angels of God, under the symbolism of the seven spirits of God, began to pull out these vials and pour them down upon the earth and guess what happened? They had made the engineering technical adjustment so that those vials that were being poured out only affected the people on earth that had taken the mark of the beast and that were following Lucifer, Satan's beast and monsters of evil. Well, I hope you got that. I hope you see that this is really what happened. And when it says in the fifth verse, and I heard the angel of the water say, Thou art righteous, O God, Thou that wast and shall be because Thou hast judged us. People read that and say, see, God is looking at all this destruction and He's created it, and he's pouring it out he's just jamming people with these hor- horrible suffering and he's justifying himself for doing it that's not what it's talking about at all. It's saying God is just God is glorious he's wonderful he's ridding the t- the temple of this so that this will never be able to come upon. People that are innocent and are unaware, unaware that the whisper of Satan will be discovered, whisper of Satan will be revealed, and so it's being revealed in revelation, and it's being shown how that that act way back there, way back when when the temple was rent in two, that that which was sown on earth, that which is loosed on earth, Jesus said, will be loosed in heaven, that which is bound on earth will be bound in heaven. That is what was happening, and that is what is being depicted here depicted here in chapter 16. Now, let's move on, because we have a lot to cover. We have so much to cover. We know about the time, and I've been preaching it, Genesis chapter 1, day 1, day 2, day 3, day 4, each of those represents star time, which star time is a billion years. So we have 4 billion, then we go to 5, and then that, that begins to deal with things happening on the earth, so it becomes a different kind of timing, it gets into the millions, the thousands and the millions, and it's the longest day because it's in continuum. It doesn't end when the, the day ends as is signified by a passing of time or our age or period or era. Because it is continuing and cannot be stopped until the time of the white throne judgment. And so the revelation of the 70 years which is the unlived seventy years of Adam he lived nine hundred and seventy years, and he said, You'll die in that day and the second chapter of Genesis says the day is a is a generation, and so human beings are living that average of seventy to eighty years, which is which is described in Psalms ninety and in Psalms one hundred and five we're shown that it's a covenant. Of a thousand generations. Which was a revelation. Revealed to Daniel. That the days of the weeks. Of the 70 years are different. They're weeks of Sabbath. And years of Sabbath. Well. In Genesis 49. 5 through 6. We read to you. About the secret plot. And how that. When it was talking about. Simeon and, and. And Levi. And how it mentioned that that they had kept secret evil things in their thinking and in their planning, and it says, "Come not thou into the secret and in fifty four seventy five we found out that this secret was a deliberation, an inward counsel, and that fifty four seventy five is strong's concordance, which included strong's thirty two forty five and and uh, and in- included uh, such a meanings as like in Job 15.8 to consult, to lay a foundation to ordain and as we begin to come into these secrets we see that secret is one of the words in the thesaurus that is a word to render whisper whisper can mean secret and it can be it can be uh, decrescendo, veiled voices, veiled, wow, see, there's our veil, the seven, seven vials are, are, are a type of veiled voice. And it's outside of time, it's not something you can beat the drums on and get the rhythm of it based on the audibility of expectations because it 's involved in a murmur and undertone and subversive low voice dilation of meaning, an underbreath, wow, well, last week we talked about romans nine twenty two twenty three What if God willing to show his wrath? And to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. We talked about Jude 10, brute beasts that were made that way. And Jude 4, certain men before of old ordained that come back and live again and, and, and are involved with, with uh, uh, evil plots and plans that Lucifer had put into operations way, way, way back when. We know Isaiah 45:18 says the God's created this earth not in vain but to be formed to be inhabited. That has been the plan from the beginning. So when we start wondering about you know humans, human-like type of creatures, that's that's the foremost plan is human is, is human-type creatures, creatures that can live on earth and ultimately come to a place where they have the cognizance that there is a God, and then from that, begin to know God, worship God, and ultimately receive a soul. When we talk about, like this recent thing that, that was revealed on the eagle message, the pyramid in in, in Crimea, and how that they found pyramids there which go back millions of years. Which they say preceded even the dinosaurs. That there was human-like entities that lived way back then. Am I endorsing that? Am I saying that's the way it was? No. I'm not saying that. I don't think that that is a perfect explanation but there is a certain aspect of what is right about that but not a perfect aspect and I am going to try to give you a more perfect aspect of that which is right. So what if God was willing to show with his long patience and long suffering this revelation of the wrath? of vessels fitted for destruction, they're made that way. There's a plot, there's a plan. Well, that's exactly what is happening. And it can't just be done one time and it's over with, because there's whole new creations that are living, and and each generation needs to be updated. Well, last week we got into this thing about 1471 of Hebrew... Strong's Concordance, Goey, and Strong talked about it in the sense of amassing, a troop of animals, a flight of locusts, or a foreign nation, or alien nation, as we put it. The Gowies were the nations but they were specifically something special of the nations not just all the nations period although that word has been used in in, you know that kind of a way but it also had detected in there in a very extensive way a secret imbued command that had been put into in a very classic way The essence of reality. And the word was back. B-A-C-K. And from, it comes from the word that goi. Which is in the Strong's Concordance. Hebrew 1471. With the same root as 1465 and 1460. 1458, 1475, I gave you all these last week. Meaning back. Meaning back. Dead or alive, back. And what is that exactly about? It's, it's, it's a command about negative re Or Our negative, not re ingeneration pardon me, but negative regeneration. It's a code word. It's a command. How art thou fallen, O Lucifer? Well, he whispered in his heart. As I said last week, I will ascend into the heaven. It was exaltation. That's what he was was at. I will exalt my my throne above the stars of God. Isaiah fourteen. I will be like the Most High there was war in heaven all of these things were happening these secrets the plans of the tares they were secret the plan the, the 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 planting of the tares were secret the planning of the of the star wormwood and its effect that was secret but the whisper of secret of satan is being revealed his world plan exposed and this thing about back is about a time when things are going to suddenly begin to regenerate in a negative sense, bringing back colossal things that are meant to be dead. You know, there is this critter called the badger, sometimes called the honey badger, because that badger will go right into a a bee's nest and hundreds thousands of bees will be all over stinging him, and he'll pay no attention he's got very thick coat, but I mean he's got things susceptible like his nose, but he pays no attention to the to the pain, and he eats all the honey that he wants and he He eats snakes and and, and the most poisonous type of serpents that that live. He goes after him well sometimes when he's out kill one of these snakes the snake will will get him and when that snake bites him say like on the cheek then he's already at that point most likely devastated the serpent but he's been because he continues biting and destroying the serpent even after he's had the bite but eventually as that poison begins to spread he lays down he curls up for about two hours And after two hours, he goes through a metamorphosis and he rises again like from the dead. And then he goes back to finish eating the snake. Well, don't just knock this thing about badgers down the drain pipe. Because, you know, when Adam and Eve were... Involved in this thing in the garden. And Adam. Tried to save Eve. By taking on her sins. God. Clothed them. The Bible says in Genesis 3. 21. With coats of skins. Now you find out when you read in Ezekiel 16. 10. What kind of skins those were. Because it is telling the story about the birth of of Adam as a baby, polluted in his own blood, and how that he was covered with badger skin. Then you find out how that the sacred things, the ark, and many of the sacred things were covered with badger skins. You can read that in Exodus twenty-five, five; Exodus twenty-six, fourteen; Exodus thirty-six, nineteen; and Exodus thirty-nine, thirty-four, and Numbers four through twenty-five. We talked about these frogs and how, how when it mentions about the three frogs and in Revelations and 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 the demons and all that in connection with them. And how that they found um, this new kind of frog in Madagascar. And they call it Beljabula. Beljabulo. It's a devil frog, they say. Because it is a giant frog that has teeth. And evolutionists say, that can't be. That, that was way back 70 million years ago. That can't have happened. But this new frog is 16 inches high, weighing 10 pounds, has got these teeth because it is a negative regeneration. It got the command, back, back. Metamorphosize, come back. Metamorphosize, come back. Well, I want to go through a bunch of, of words in the Bible. I've covered these in the past, but I'm going to go through them real fast before I get into some extremely interesting things. And just before Jen starts to play, I just cover maybe a couple of fast ones. Like two translation changes that the Peace Manifest Bible makes is about in many cases, not all cases, but in about the word in, in, and the word the. And how that those two words, little words, Make all the difference in the meaning of the scripture. When, when in John 17 and 11, Jesus said, I am now no more in the world. What the word really was, and, and it's there in Strong's, is I am no longer inwardly in this universe. But my disciples, they are still inwardly in this universe. And that changes the whole meaning. And sometimes the, we, has to be changed to this in the Greek. And it's all right there. It's all right there in the, in the Strong's. But all of those different words make the total difference of the revelation. Janet Lee at the organ. We take a break. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And again, thank you, Janet Lee. Love those songs. Love your playing. Okay, so let's roll it. Let's move. Okay, so there are so many things that need to be understood. When I was sent to come here a hundred years ahead of my time, and I've lived 76 years of that hundred years, And if God will grant it, I'll live out that under years. Preaching, manifesting these things to this generation. Blessed be the name of God. So, okay. I just thank God for this opportunity. Now, there are so many things to consider. There are so many things to know. You know Isaiah 14.17 Lucifer made the world a wilderness. Ezekiel 28 using the person the personification of Tyrus he weakened the nations. That also in Isaiah 14.12 We see that there's been a plot. We see that the symbols of people Revelation 17.15 That waters represented people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. We also understand that the Bible says in the New Testament that tongues are for a sign. All of these things are signs. All of the different rivers, including the Euphrates, have special river revelation meaning. Genesis 2.10-14 talks about those rivers. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And there's a perfect revelation about how that, from a river, the watering of the garden was not putting H2O on the ground to soak it up, but was talking about genetic river and how that this genetic river of Adam was was watered or was brought into life materialization as it describes it in, in, in uh, Ezekiel 16, one through 6. And that was the river that did that. So even understanding the Sabbath, people don't really know what the Sabbath means. They, they, they take the examples that are given, you know, but if they were really to take those examples, if you didn't keep the Sabbath, you're dead. But somehow, under Christ, you keep the Sabbath, but you don't get to die. And, and they're all mixed up on it. But keeping the Sabbath has to do with recognizing and paying prospect to the birth of Adam, the son of God, who the Bible says came as a son of God. Okay, got to roll, got to really meet it to get on here. There's words, we've explained this in the past. People say, "Yeah, demons can, can make you sick. Well, they can do a lot of things. But a lot of the times when people read in the Bible about the demons possessing people, it is not necessarily demons, because you know the the the, the spelling of the word has has had changes. You know, there's D E M O N, demon. demon and there's daemon, D A E M O N, and there's there's Diamond, Diamond, D A I M O N. So you've got Diamonds, which are ghosts you got uh, demons, which are genies, and demons, which are fallen angels. The genies, many times, are the kind of what people are calling demons that have been cast out. That's what I was talking about of Mary Magdalene. When the, the, the demons were cast out of her, those were genies, not demons. And people are so mixed up on all these things. Like the term beget. You know, people say, oh, that beget, well, that means that so-and-so had so-and-so. But a lot of times, even when you read in Matthew 1, 8, we, we read that that sometimes so it, it is said that someone beget a person, and there's three generations omitted. And, and we have Jesus Christ as the son of David, and all these other missing uh, generations. And that goes on and on and on. So beget doesn't always mean what people think it means there are just so many different different meanings the word come when you look at the word c o m e come and you just think well i know what that means that's just simple oh, but it's unlimited almost here are all the different kinds of meanings 3318 1961 nine, 935 5927 3212 Eight five seven thirty three eighty one fifty sixty six seventy one twenty six sixty nine twenty three three fourteen seven seven two five eight five seven five six seven four five zero six zero four six two and there's more and all of those are many times different kinds of meanings they're, they they are different meanings they're not the same meaning and so a person's got to understand that if they're really going to understand reading and understanding the Bible, like we revealed to you last week or so about the word process, Genesis four, three, and how that that word process, you know, uh, had in it, uh, uh, an intense meaning of an extremity, uh, so that it, it, it represented something that would happen, uh, like, uh, Taking it from the Hebrew uh, uh, Strong's Concordance 7093 and a root 7112 to cut asunder in pieces, uh, you know, uh, after the effect, after the time, the border, the edge of things, uh, the 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 meaning as it is being captured there uh, is so important to understanding this, this thing of, of the time of Lucifer uh, in his fifth day and when that was eventually then cut off uh, as it uh, then further explains it from the, from the roots of, the, of, the, of those uh, numbers in strongs I gave you incl- uh, including uh, 7096 and 7093. And so it is absolutely essential to, to carry all those understandings forward and to not miss them. Uh, we talked about the interval in space, you know, that impassable interval, uh, Greek 5490 in the Strong's Concordance uh, from the word golf, gulf, G-U-L-F, uh, and how that that has the meaning like between where Abraham was and where, um, you know, the, the rich man went that was so evil and And the difference of the meaning of those places and the and and how that the thing of intervals supplies all of these things God wants you to know. we understand that the the four rivers in the, uh, speaking of the Garden of Eden, um you know represented people as it says in genesis two ten one uh through pardon me as it says in genesis two ten through fourteen isaiah twenty three ten isaiah eight seven isaiah forty eight one uh Revelations nine fourteen, Jeremiah forty seven two, Revelation seventeen, fifteen, and you know <laughs> on and on and on. And 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 so as we begin to see all of these meanings that if we miss them, we are missing the keys. We are missing the keys to understanding all of these wonders. It was First 1 Corinthians 14.22, for instance, that mentions, uh, as I quote here a little bit earlier, tongues are for a sign. So we can't take any of that. Because when we start putting it in the 30, 60, 100 fold, we really open up the doors. Now, just like this thing I was talking about with, you know, going back, and this thing that I was talking about also uh, about, you know, what you loose on earth you loose in heaven and how that at the cross, you know, when it was finished, the, the, the temple was rent in twain and what that meant. That because what you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And then we see that that how that the number 70 came into all of that because 70 was the unfinished years that Adam did not live of the thousand-year generation he was supposed to live. And, and the 70 years are being lived now by humankind. As it describes it in the 9th chapter of, of, um, of, of, uh, of Psalms. And so, as we begin to see and come into this understanding, then we understand why that 70 was such an important time when the Romans came and in the year 70 AD, they destroyed the temple that had been rent in two spiritually and physically as an action on the cross and then literally was fulfilled in the year 70 AD, and, and totally torn down, burned, and destroyed. So what is loosed on earth is then loosed in heaven. Now, okay, what about the people? What about the, the people? Okay, when Lucifer took over this fifth, day, fifth generation day, he was, had co owned angels, a large, large number of them. Now they had physical. They they took on physical bodies, and when they took on the physical bodies, they came down. Those physical bodies were very much like human bodies, except they were all superpersons, like supermen. And we read about supermen when we read about David and, and this approximately thirty-some odd men that he had that worked with him, and they were they were actually absolutely supermen. I I ministered on that before. I mean, they did things that no normal human could ever do. And these men that, that 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 were on the earth way way back there before the dinosaurs were co-owned angels that had taken on human bodies. And there was a large number of them, and when they wanted to build a big huge building, they would stand there with their little finger and move their little finger, and rocks would 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 elevate and levitate up into the air and sheer off with, with their laser. As they looked at them with their eyes, they would laser them down to fine points. They were supermen. So when people are finding these things way, way, way back before the dinosaurs, they don't know what they're talking about. If they think they're some kind of brute human beast that doesn't even know the difference, you know, from one leg to another leg, from one foot to another foot, from one arm to another arm, from one eye to another eye, these were not brute beasts. We are talking about supermen that are the co-owned angels taken that had taken human bodies of their own not not of the kind that was the fulfillment of later expected prophecy and and and, and uh, part of the prohibitions and so you're going to find some very human looking things back there that were co-owned co-owned angels in in physical bodies that were supermen that lived before the dinosaurs. They're back there doing creation work for Lucifer, Satan in the fifth generation day. But that's not all. That's not all by a long shot. For instance, let me read you something in the book of Ezekiel. This is just absolutely incredibly amazing. Let's start with Ezekiel 30, um, 31. Okay. And let's, let's read. Let's, let's read about how incredible this thing of Lucifer, Satan, was. Okay, chapter, thir- uh, sh- chapter uh, 31. Now it says in second verse, Son of man, speaking to the Pharaoh king of Egypt. Now don't forget this thing about the familiar spirit. And how that Satan took these kings like Tyrus and Nebuchadnezzar and some of the pharaohs and he mesmerized them and he he bound them with a familiar spirit so that they were becoming vessels of his. So sometimes when they are described in the Bible, it's actually describing using their body, but actually being ever action by the work of Lucifer Satan. And so, here we have, you know, it said in the 31st chapter, Son of man, speak unto the pharaoh king of Egypt, to the multitude whom art thou like in thy greatness. Verse 6, all the fowls of the heaven made their nests in his boughs. Under his branches did all the beasts of the field bring their young. Now there, there is a whole thing about the birds in that message, mentions the fowls, the birds first, made their nest in his bowels. It's, this is talking about the bows, uh, uh, the branches, the bowing branches of the trees. And what are these trees? What are these trees? Well, let's find out. Thus was he fair in his greatness, in the length of his branches, for his root was by great waters. The cedars in the garden of God could not hide him. The fir trees were not like his his bows, and the chestnut tree, nor any tree in the garden of God, was like unto him in his beauty. Lucifer was considered the most beautiful angel in the heavens. He was an angel of beauty. It's one of the reasons why he made the birds before he made the dinosaurs. According to the Bible, And it says, I have made him fair by the multitude of his branches, so that all the trees of Eden that were in the garden of God envied him. Can you imagine that? All of what does that leave out? There's a tree of good and evil knowledge, there's a tree of life. Is that one of the alls? (laughs) Sounds like it. All the trees in the garden of God envied him. You wonder why Eve could give in to the Gihon man who was under the power and the influence of Lucifer Satan? All the trees of the garden were envied of this power of Lucifer who had an exaltation of such beauty that people would tremble before it. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, because thou hast lifted up thyself in height. Ah, now I got to skip over to another thing. He's lifted himself up in height. Let's look at verse 16. We're in the 31st chapter. Now get on to this one. I made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall. When I cast him down to hell with them that descend into the pit. Now who's going down to hell with him? This isn't people that that are going to hell like right now are going to hell, or have been going to hell for the last generations of time, going back to 2,000, going back to 1,000, going back, way back, way back, way back, way back to the time of Noah. This is not them. Because it says, I made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall. I cast him down to hell with them. They do not go down to hell till Lucifer Satan goes down to hell. They are alive and living and have entity ship. And all the trees of Eden, the choice of the best of Eden, of Lebanon, and all that drink water shall be comforted in the neither parts of the earth. These are talking about not fir trees, these are not talking about maple trees and oak trees and cedars. This is talking about trees that symbolically represent a special kind of people, a super type of people. And they're going to be with Lucifer. These trees are supermen, super persons. They're going to be with Lucifer to the end. They're going to survive with him to the end. They do not go down into hell till he goes. And all the choice trees in six, verse 16 of Eden the best of Lebanon and all that drink water shall be covered in the neither parts of the earth. They're all going down there. They're taking all these trees. There's different kinds of trees. These aren't all the communed, communed angels. These super angels have made other creatures. And it says, verse 17, and they also, they also, they're additional to these that are were already mentioned, went down into hell with him. Then that them that be slain with the sword, and they that were his arm, that dwelt under his shadow in the midst of the heathen, to whom art thou Art thou thus like in glory, in greatness among the trees of Eden, yet shalt thou be brought down with the trees of Eden into the nighter parts of the earth thou shalt lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with them that are slain, pardon me, that are slain by the sword, all of Pharaoh and his multitude that, that were mesmerized, that were represented the Pharaoh and the pyramids, all the pyramids, even before Egypt, that existed in the meaning of that name and what that means as it, as it is represented in the familiar spirit revelation. Come on, people. Were there human-like beings on the earth way, way back? Yeah, <laughs> way, way back. Evolution doesn't have it right. Evolution has it wrong. They don't have the time right the Humoobilius, the the, the Othiopithecus, all of these different supposedly come from the ape man and the timing and all that. It's wrong. And they're finding that out now. They're discovering that. They're finding this incredible revelation out now. And it is astounding. We know that there was a there was an east there was an East Garden where, where that in the land of Eden, Adam and Eve were put in this East Garden. If there's an East there has to be a West. Can't be East without a West. Can't be a West without an East, an East without a West. And there was a West Garden, and that's where the Gaihan people were, the four genetic rivers. And the Gaihan were the serpent people. I, I know that in a lot of alien stuff they talk about the reptilians but you know they they're just on a thin fringe of of the truth and it's so thin that if you coughed on it it would fall apart because there is so much deep truth that is so different from these ideas that people have that they're trying to put to the, the, the idiom of what aliens are But it's there. It's there in the Bible. It's been going on for a long, long time. It goes way, way back to the fifth generation day. It's awesome. All the secrets that Lucifer did with the wormwood. Moses recognized that that wormwood thing, he knew of it in his day. And he knew it was something that could get into people and affect them. So in Deuteronomy twenty nine eighteen, he said, Least there be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. He wanted to separate those people. He wanted to, to get them out and, and separated, either changed or destroyed. Because he recognized them as something that was planted that was evil wow wow and, and and when this this star called in revelations 8:10 a great star from heaven and it is called wormwood and it falls it's going to fall into the rivers what's the what are the rivers That's the people it says that in the 17th chapter of of, of revelations it's going to fall into the rivers it's a poison just like the terrors were a poison now the word dinosaur didn't even come about until the, the 1800's by a man who came up with that name long long before the name dinosaur the true name was dragons you find that in Psalms 74 17 and we find the the words for dragons. And it's called Tanin. In Hebrews, Strong's Concordance 8577, 8565, and 1405. Sometimes called Tan for short. Tanin. They were dragons. They lived way, way back there. A long, long time ago. You know, like millions and millions of years ago, but even before that, during that half a million years that was the day of of Satan, the fifth day there was people type of entities. Oh yeah, they're they're finding underground worlds, like in Los I, they say in Los Angeles and other areas of the Americas all kinds of things are being being discovered right now and and you know we talk about 95% of the universe is unknown 95% of the ocean is unknown and a famous archaeologist said that 95% even of the the secrets of the archaeological mysteries of Egypt has not yet been discovered. And that's true to all the earth. These things are just beginning to pop up. And dare anybody, dare any religious orator try to stand when someone like the manifester Yada comes up and begins to reveal these revelations and and question or challenge that. When 95% of the mysteries of the Bible have not been known and are just now being revealed and manifested. Wow. Satan has been involved in bioengineering with the tares and bioengineering with the wormwood. And he had all these vials that he was ready to pour out on God's people hidden in the temple and in the altar enfolded in code but God sent an angel to measure the the temple and he did that on earth knowing that that would reveal also a loosening of whatever was loosed on earth would be loosened in heaven this is all part of the time gate this is all part of chapter twelve, one of Revelations of the wonder this woman that appeared in heaven and the Greek meaning 45.92 and 45.91 of it being a sign a mark, an indication a signification a woman clothed with the sun that's a revelation ladies and gentlemen that this woman clothed with the sun which is rep- representing all the Adamic offspring that they are all clothed with the time gate as revealed in the book of Genesis in which it said that the sun and the moon and the stars were given for signs and for times and seasons. We're all clothed in star time because we are connected to the cosmos, to the universe. We are connected. That's not an accident. There's a crown of glory, an ornament of grace that this woman wears. And we are getting into the circuits of it. We are beginning to understand it in a most marvelous way. Now, we have been teaching for some time about the seraphims, the cherubims, and the ophanims. Sometimes I have people say to me, how do you know? How how, how can you show that, that the ophanims were the first universe like you do in the in the before Genesis book well Romans 8.29 Colossians through 18 talks about Yahweh as the firstborn and when you really get into the deep of it which I don't have time to go into today you begin to understand that which is the firstborn is that which is belongs to the revelation of which the Bible says that, you know, all of the people that he's the firstborn of all of 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 all soul people. And it also then takes us back to that being the first universe when you really do it. It's just like the thing with the cherubims. When you get into the Greek um I believe it's the Greek twenty six eighty three. You get in this word overshade, and we find it that, that which is joined a godly part after the manner of the beyond. That which the beyond is the ophanim. That in this root of twenty six eighty three of the of the Greek of Strong's is 2596, and we get the revelation that they come after the Ophanim from this revelation, so then we know the cherubims were the second universe. And so you need not doubt that there are there is hidden interwoven scripture all through the Bible that reveals the order That is in the the book of of the seven thunders before Genesis, of the universes. It's just neat, and it's just beautiful, and it's just all part of the glorious plan of God. Now, we know that there was geological time before the dinosaurs. We know that they say they have found human footprints. Wilhelm Frudenberg in 1919 found human footprints in stone. They found all kinds of such things dating back four to seven million years old. They claim when people talk about the reptilians that's just another way of saying the serpent people but people think then because some some someone's called the serpent people that they they look like snakes or they look like rept reptiles that's not the case at all these entities look like people their heads might be a little larger or a little smaller They might be a little taller, a little shorter, or there might be some slightly different type. I was reading a history where they, way, way back in early colonial time, this man that went searching into the jungles ran onto a group of people that were only two feet tall. These weren't even the pygmies. This is different than the pygmies. And there's all these different kinds of supposed mystery stones like the the Dropa stone and what the anthropologists claim as voices from legendary times. But you know I don't buy a lot of the stories that are coming out. A lot of the stories that are coming out about these these stones, I don't buy them because a lot of these things about the stones are nothing different than figurines. And when people try to say that some of these figurines that they're claiming to be images of, of aliens, they're just human-made, ancient, barbaric humans that made them. There's, there's all these different kinds of, of tomb figures, even tomb puppet figurines. Some of them have been dated to 11,000 to 3,500 years old. They're called the Venus the Venus creations, or the Venus figurines. And there's all kinds of the different Venuses that they're called. Some have small heads, wide hips, legs that taper to a point, exaggerations of the abdomen and the, and the breast and the thighs, the arms and the feet are often absent, head is small and faceless. But they were just basically used as a ritual some of, it was, some of it was almost pornographic for pornographic functions. These figurines aren't, in almost every case, any kind of an example of true aliens. It's just ridiculous. Some of the examples that they give that they try to claim is some kind of a, an early oxygen mask or, or tank and breathing mask that the uh, the aliens wore it's just ridiculous i've looked at these these pictures and the petographic examples on rocks it's just masks that were used to terrify the enemy sometimes and some of it was just idol worship these figurines were that are supposed to be ancient astronauts with apparatuses thought to be oxygen space masks with apparatuses that are thought to be a face mask, that is just so pitiful and so false. And people are out there sucking it up. There's Sumerian figurines, supposedly. There is the Indus INDUS script that is supposed to be decoded now. And various methylistic megalistic imprints on the about cities and underground kingdoms I'm not saying that there's not underground kingdoms I know that Satan built a lot of them I'm not saying that there were not some advanced people like of the trees of Eden and some of the, the rivers the river people but I'm going to tell you something the real revelation there was the teraphim. And the teraphim was a figurine. And it originally was used in divine worship. As explained in Hosea 3-4. But then the teraphim concept of this sort of a small making of a man in wood sometimes carved at the end of a rod sometimes just carved as a as an item to sit on a shelf or a table was about what was about a reverencing of the father and of the leadership of the tribes of the leadership of the people went way way back that all fell away. That all got taken over by Satan into all these evil figurines and has just been misused from generation to generation. Oh yeah. Satan is involved in deceiving the whole world. Revelations twelve nine, and 13 through 14 and... And no wonder he slayed it for being cast into the lake of fire. What is the lake of fire? Well, that's at the close of the universe. When the whole universe begins to roll together as a scroll. And he ends up being a accentuated, uh accentuated dot captured and held in the compressions of the deep of the universe. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Birdman, yeah. Birds of beauty, yes. We can show in the Bible. And next week, when we really get into the teaching of things, I'm going to start off with the Birdman revelation. But I'm going to save that for next week. But in the meanwhile, remember that one of the greatest translators and composers, even um, Schofield, who began to realize as he really got into into the Old Testament, how that many of the scriptures about the Lord Jehovah and the angel of God wasn't just about a regular angel but it was a hierarchy representation of Yahweh as an angel and he delved into it and revealed dozens and dozens and dozens of scriptures like in Exodus 3, 2 and 6 the same angel said to Moses I am the God of thy father the God of Abraham here's an angel that says, I am the God of thy Father. People have a problem if you call Jesus an angel, even though it says in Thessalonians, he will rise with the voice of an archangel. Even in Genesis sixteen seven, where it talks about the angel of God and the angel of God's presence and the angel messenger of the covenant, Malachi 3, 1 which is clearly an identification of angels with with God. How has the world become so deceived? Well, the kingdoms of this world belong to Lucifer, Satan. And it's not even mentioned until le- Revelations 11.15 that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of the Lord. They're, they're, they're They're not going to be the kingdoms of the Lord until that happening described in 1115 of Revelations. Then the kingdoms of the world are going to be returned to the Lord. Wow. I hope that some of this is beginning to to stick with you. I hope that we can get into some of the ideas about the catholic purgatory and what the the meaning of of purgatory really is as it would be looked at in the scriptures a place where souls go to be purged and purified by fire and how that death is not necessarily an end of life it's just a physical house a physical departure into the spirit world and our souls being Opened angels are eternal. They can't be destroyed. This is all part of understanding the revelation of the manifestation of the deep word of God. To understand what upper Hades is, to understand what lower Hades is, to understand the hells, what they really are, what they really are not. To understand the kinsman-redeemer revelation, the paradises, to understand these things in the magnificent way that God wants people to know. So when all these things are coming out about the aliens, the aliens, the aliens, I don't say that there are not aliens out there, but those aliens are mantis and locust creations that it speaks about in the Bible. Because there are cherubim angels, the good cherubim angels, because you, when you read about the watchers, you find out there are good watchers and there are bad watchers. And the good watchers are keeping any kind of alien life that there might be out there from some far-flung part of the universe from coming here and disturbing anything. They can't come in here and disturb anything. The the seraphims and the cherubims are here to block that. Because there's there's a soul delivering salvation going on here. You think Jesus Christ and God's going to just let some alien life from another planet come in here and wreck havoc havoc, and, and change the plan of salvation? No. They never have. Some of these revelations that have been out there uh, have, have been just like what they're doing right now with Greek mythology. They're taking the Greek mythology and they're turning that into story of actual aliens. And that's what was done. over in the east when they begin to to dig in into stories around the Persian Gulf area and, and into those deep concepts of early time well I'm going to close this for now and next week we start with the revelation of the birds God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you